Welcome back, listeners. Another magnificent round of AFL football is in the books. I'm your host, Christopher Pepper, pumping out the Lace Out podcast. It's Tuesday night. I've got the uh, co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, otherwise known as a J-Dog. He's here with me. How are you, J-Dog? I'm well, Peps. How are you going, mate? I am struggling, but we'll get into that because there's a number of reasons why my heartstrings uh, are pulling right now. It's almost, if you could have the theme of the Titanic playing at the moment with uh, the way mm-hmm. my season's falling out and probably yours after the weekend. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty disappointing and we're going to get into it in a minute, but... Uh, Geez, it was an exciting round of football for mainly oh, negative reasons for some teams and absolutely rippers for others. I know uh, your mob, Port Adelaide, I think were the first team in the history of AFL slash VFL football to yeah. lead a game from siren to siren and still lose. Is that really, are we really the first team to ever do that? I think you are the first team to ever lead without being in, uh, the other team being in front for the whole game, even after the siren, and still happen to lose. We have got some distinguished records. I'm not going to... Port Adelaide has really gone out of their box like, to get some of these records, haven't they? They are doing magnificent work right now. Um, some of the stuff that they are doing, look, they've, I think that's a first. They've also got the grand final record. Um, yeah, first team to lose to the to the two new clubs. Oh yes, and I think you've also got the fact that uh, when was the last time you played Paul? When was the last time you played West? I think you're the first team in consecutive seasons, I think, to lose mm-hmm. at the same ground after the siren. Yeah. Oh, probably you're almost exactly on the same spot as well. <laughs> yep. Oh, sh- footy is brutal, isn't oh, it? Oh, footy is brutal, and if you want to get talking brutal, I know we're going to get into the games, but. On uh, Sunday afternoon, I was happy to go mm. with uh, a couple of mates to go and watch the Swans versus the Ds. Halfway through the first quarter, ball's rolling towards us. And unfortunately, it looks like Alex Johnson's done his knee again, number six. And we were right in front of that. And you could just, you could just hear the, the noise in, at the MCG because it was a bit of a cauldron effect. Oh, you could hear and it, could you? You, you, could actually, you couldn't hear, obviously, what happened, but you could, just, you could hear silence. Because oh, what had happened was yeah. is that where we were sitting, it was right on the fence line and the ball mm. rolled out of play. So everybody's standing there and next minute, you just see the players standing around. You, you couldn't understand what was going on because Ugh, the fence yeah. was in the way. And then you could just see they, they zoomed in and you're going, oh, and you could just hear just people's hearts sink. Regardless of who you barracked for, y- your heart sunk for this play. Yep. Now, five knee reconstructions. And I think those five have been on the one knee and he goes and does yep. the other one. Yep. I think when I think when your time's time's done, your time's done, and unfortunately, I think um, Alex Johnson, I think his time's cooked. Unfortunately, pretty brutal that last week he was going around all the radio stations, and they're all talking about how exciting it's been. Two thousand days since your last game. To a week later, doing interviews with radio stations again about how your seasons, or how your career is basically done. Yeah, and I think um, if you have a look at it, there is a bit of a history with people doing it in their second second game. Uh, I've got a feeling that David Schwartz did one of his after his second game back. And for some apparent reason, I've also got a feeling in my mind that Darren Buick did his knee, kicked a bag one week and then did his knee in the same game. We're going back a long, long time ago, but there is a bit of a hit. You get that one game under your belt, you start to loosen up a little bit. And unfortunately it goes again. So I can tell you now though that there was, um, 
support. I was the first time I've actually seen the MCC put down their um, their Sav Blanc and their Brion crackers and stand up as <laughs> one to cheer an opposition player off. Because it was just stand, everybody was standing, and it was it was. Yep. Just good to see that regardless of what happened to Alex and all the best to him, that the football community just got around him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because that's tough. But, um, you know, it's happened It's happened again. Um, you know, the news as of tonight is unfortunately close to my heart. Jesse Hogan's out for the rest of the year with a stress factor in his foot. Yeah. Heath Shaw's done a medial ligament in his knee. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. You must be feeling flatter than the Melbourne form line being flat track bullies and all um well you know we're not flat track bullies because if you do have a look well, at yeah, the, you are flat track bullies all right we haven't beat a team in the eight no, <laughs> well eight because we're one of them uh yes i, I do it. I, you can only you can only beat who's in front of you i copped it all last year from you so i'm just gonna return and serve back this year no nah, you, you're you're fair enough i just yeah it's 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 tough when you you know i was at the st kilda game that just that Broke my heart. Uh, the, yeah. the two Geelong, I was at the first Geelong loss, broke my heart. I watched the second Geelong loss, broke my heart. I watched your mob beat us with goodness yep. knows how long on the clock. That broke my heart because I had to come and speak to you about it the week after. <laughs> um, and there's been one other one that we've had as well throughout the year. Um, that just, it just tears at your heartstrings when you just think that you're so close. And then you're yeah. potentially going to go over in the last couple of weeks again. Um, yep. and out of them all, the most disappointing one was St Kilda. And every Melbourne supporter that you speak to will say the same thing. You know, we're up to our eyeballs in it with uh, the Cats on both occasions. And we should have won. We should have yep. won um, the one after when Tui kicked the goal. Mm. But sometimes maybe um, a hard lesson is the lesson learnt. Yeah, um, sure. They are sure. still, in, and they keep going, oh, in terms of age, age profile, I think they're still the ninth youngest list with the sixth youngest um, amount of experience. So they are still a very, very young team. I know you can, can only play that so many times, but you can just see the game yeah. on the weekend. We might as well start with the Sydney Gamers. Um, you know, they beat the Ds by nine points, and we'll get into the housekeeping in a moment, but they, they were just seasoned. They'd been in those situations mm. many, many times, and they just handled it a hell of a lot yeah. better. And Melbourne didn't. We, we didn't kick the goals. I think we were in... We were 60 to their 45 in times of inside 50, so we've dominated again. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we weren't able to, to bring it home. And if you have a look at Sydney, they just did what they had to do. Yeah. 13 goals, nine to 10, 18. Yeah. And that's going to result in a loss every day of the week. So it was very, very disappointing. They had yeah, some great the quarter, Sorry, the second quarter for you guys is really where you let them in. Like you let them kick six goals, six goals, one to you guys kick one goal. Six, like actually, yeah, the opposite reverse. Yeah, bad yeah, kicking. Completely flipped it. Yep. yep. Um, and then what we decided to do was, um, we just wanted to give. Um, it was almost like it was cricket season, and we had the guy down the other end, and we were just yep. throwing balls at him, and he was just picking them off. He's just yep. Cover drive, cover drive. Ali, really, it was cover driving. We were just kicking. Yeah. Him, and he was just taking them. Taking so many it. bombs, so many oh. bombs into your into your forward line, and Aaliyah just he literally laps that stuff up. Yeah, and I think now that if they don't make it, there will be some questions asked. I don't think from a Goodwin perspective, but I think from the assistance perspective that the the, the connection between the midfielders and, and the forward line it's just not there. It hasn't been there all season. Well, Jones can't continue as captain now. Like I know we're going to talk about leadership 
from Port Adelaide's perspective as well. But Jones can't continue as a as a captain anymore. No, nah, nah, he he's he's been fantastic for the club. Um, yeah, I, I would actually go down and say he's been one of the greats of the Melbourne Football Club. He's a three-time best and fairest winner, but more importantly, he he was the only shining light the club had for six or seven years. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and, and so he's to, for him to 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 turn you know stay the test of time for that entire time. Um, I'd love yeah. to have him play a final series, but I do think you know it's going to be handed over to Viney. And his leadership for a young bloke was something that was sorely missed on the weekend. Yeah, definitely missed. Um, yeah, they've got a they've got a great nucleus. Um, if they get Gaff next year, it's just going to add that speed that they require. Yeah, but definitely, definitely some. Um, I think some, some of the assistants will be starting to feel a little bit um, nervy if uh, it doesn't go their way over the next couple of weeks. But we just don't know. This is a fickle game because only three weeks ago, Cold Coast beat the Swans. Oh, and the fact that Sydney have still got their top four hopes still there. I, I, how many times have you written them off this season and they still are just there? Oh, I can't keep track. I think we did something yeah. a number of... I think we, I think we might go one of the lace out potties from a little bit earlier i was sitting there with yeah. my brother and we actually went through the top eight and it was north and sydney were the ones that we thought we were going to drop out yeah um north are gone uh, yep. they need a miracle melbourne need a miracle your mob need a miracle yep, yep. Um, and i think the cats have got a miracle if you have a look at their next two games but isaac keeney yep. he was he was brilliant on the weekend um alia alia he was just picking them off left right and center it yep. was just a sydney of old I think it was like a Sydney that we haven't seen for a number of weeks just came in, just dominated the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that Melbourne could do to lose the game, they did. Their kick, field kicking was awful. Um, their tackling was woeful. Delivery. Yep. Uh, funny enough, Australia Post, they had better delivery than the Melbourne midfield into the forward line. And no <laughs> one has ever said that about Australia Post before. No. Um, can I, can I, maybe you can table this conversation at the end of the season. Yeah. But just the hitouts, fifty-seven to nineteen, in favour of Melbourne. Is is the pure rock roll dead? No. Like, well, Richmond don't play to a rock roll anymore. They don't care about um, clearances and stuff like that. The hitouts just seem to be so one way to Melbourne that you should get first advantage, like you guys should have. But your clearances don't indicate that thirty-three to thirty-three. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'll go back a few weeks ago when uh, Melbourne played the Doggies at the G. Mm. I mean, can you watch that third quarter? I think it was third quarter? Yeah, third quarter yeah. where Max Gorn just seven yeah. goals in 12 minutes. Yep. You can go back to me and tell me when you've got a Ruckman who's on song and a midfielder who are just lapping it up off him. You I'm just trying to find excuses for our team now because we've got no Ruckman, no, no tall anymore. So well, we, might, we, might as well have, we might as well have a chat about your mob. But before I do, I just want a bit of a shout out. Yes. One guy I was really, really excited to play a good quality game. Well, obviously, Oliver's killed it again. Brayshaw, mm-hmm. excuse me, Brayshaw had another, another fantastic game as well. Yep. There's a couple of the lower lights. Uh, JKH, J. Kennedy Harris actually has started to pick some momentum up in the last couple of weeks, which was great. Tom Tyson yep. has started to pick up a bit of momentum. But the guy that really stood out to me, um, and he does get a bit of bit of stick from Melbourne supporters, um, is big old Sam Frost. He played on Buddy and virtually okay. didn't virtually didn't give him an inch. And there was there were a couple of occasions where he's actually sprinted off Buddy. Um, and so I think that was the perfect matchup. It was just the little yep. things that, you know, he just didn't have enough support. It's gonna be good. They'll get Melksham back this week, they'll get Hibbard back this week. So that's gonna um, 
it's going to replace Hogan and it's probably going to replace, if I had to pick someone, I might even say Alex Neil Bullen. Could be. Okay. First, yep. uh, for the first, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough from there. Max Gorm wasn't 100%. He had a corky in the back of the calf, so he'll be, he'll be better off for this week's run. But we have a good, we have a good, we have a good, uh, a good record against West Coast over there. We beat them against the odds last year mm-hmm. uh, without Gorn and also without Hogan. And so there's no reason why we can't do that again. Well, um, Isaac, Heaney, Isaac Heaney's retired Hogan for the season. Yes, um, but took also... The year, took the yeah, mark but, of the year over him. Yeah, well, I'll choose. Well, I was about to say, um, <laughs> um, you, you'll, you'll see you now when you watch the, the late night shopping channels and they sell those foldable ladders. Yeah. Hogan will have that sponsorship because there's only one step ladder better than me and it's the one that folds in 72 different combinations because that yep. was a big grab. That was a big grab. That's huge. Yeah, and don't believe the fake news. Hogan hasn't got a broken a broken leg part. He actually got Mark of the Year taken over him. His heart has exploded. Well, Melbourne have a tendency of that. Uh, Jeremy Howe. Oh no, Jeremy Howe didn't win Mark of the Year last year. No, Shoot off. Right. Oh, that was when. Uh, was, was it Robertson got a Mark of the Year taken? The Mark of the Century over him. Uh, over who? Gold Square. No, that uh, was no, that was uh, Sean that was Smith, Gary Gary, La- Gary Lane. It was over Gary Lane. Yeah. Sean Smith got a mark oh, yeah. over him in the goal yeah. square. Sean Smith, mark of, um, mark of the century. Yep. Um, Sean Smith, absolute gun. East Keeler uh, alumni, East Keeler Football Club alumni. Sean Smith, top bloke. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Played for the Cougars. Top bloke. Top bloke. Plenty of time. Who, for Smitty. Who's the fellow at your club is, who's willing to bring that up on a Friday night after a couple of drinks or a Saturday night after a couple of drinks? Probably, probably me. <laughs> probably me. <laughs> I, played, I played football with the guy that um, took mark of the century. Yep, that's me. Couple um, of Jimmy cans. Yeah, couple of Jimmy. Oh, definitely a couple. Couple. One per kick. So probably <laughs> four at the most. Hey, I want to have a chat about your mob. Um, yep. West Coast, uh, four points. Yeah. Uh, nine goals, eight to nine goals, four. You led from yep. start to finish. Like I said, yep. siren to siren, 100% in front, and you still happen yep. to lose a game. First time in VFL, AFL history, they believe. What, wait, can what? I come up, Can I come off the long run here? I'm coming off. I'm coming off the long run on like a seventies, nineteen seventies whacker pitch here. Okay, so you're, you're going. You're, you're going a bit of. Uh, I'm gonna throw some bounces, Joel, mate. A few Joel Garners <laughs> at me. All right. They may, they may hit. They may not hit. But I that broke me on Saturday. <laughs> it broke me. I was a broken man. I was just sitting there. Oh God, it was heartbreaking. Only because this 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 is it. As you know. Port Adelaide Tragic sat through, sat through the 2017 Grand Final, then sat through all those terrible years under Primus, and then the Ken Hinckley 13-14, life was good. But, I mean, this guy now has had six years at the job and things aren't improving. Leadership, game style, none of that is improving. The skills have gone backwards and we've still got three more years. And this is, this is Port Adelaide through and through. This is just a consistent... Um, decision making that leads us down this path and we're going to be three years down the track and be no further we've got on-field leadership that didn't talk on Saturday night to allow our young fellas to kick the ball around and chip it and kill kill the game um, so I was livid and I'm livid at I'm even livid at Koshi and and KT because last year when when, when the Suns were uh, sniffing around Ken Hinckley they they flinched and they signed him up to sign Hinkley up to five years extra. 
I that that decision is going to come back to rue this club uh, unless something seriously changes at that upper level now because I think I think we're stuffed for a while. That's all. That's my rain over peps. Oh, and the J Dog big bite, as we like to call that one. Yeah, I'm you know, at fifty one seconds to go in the game, you were yep. up. You were, you were at you were up by eight points with fifty one seconds to go in the game. Yep. Lacra kicks one. Yep. And then less than, and then you still had 40 seconds left on the clock by the time the ball went back to the middle. Yep. And they still able to kick another one. And it was interesting. I was listening. I was in the car. I was driving home from doing the shopping. Yeah. And when I was listening to the game. You could hear the commentators saying, McGovern's going to be down there. They've got to bomb along to McGovern. There's no one who will go yep. with him. They've got a short. They've got the extra man back. They were, they were yep. talking their way as if to say, they've seen what's going to happen. We've all seen it. We've and all seen Port capitulate in the in the fourth quarters. It just annoys me, Pep. Sorry, I get I get emotional about it. Cause it just annoys me. Uh, it's look. I think our two teams are on very very um, similar paths at the moment. I think you're a little bit further down the track than I am. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm frustrated because I haven't been. You know, I haven't gone and watched a Melbourne game in September for twelve years. Yeah. At least you've seen a premiership in that time. I haven't even seen, I haven't even seen an elimination final with my own team in it. So that's what frustrates me. And it's almost like, I've used the analogy before, it's like when you go to the strippers and you get so close, so close, you can can, can taste it. And they just tease and they tease and they tease and then they go, nah, access denied. See you later. And and I'm I'm, I'm sick of the Ken Hinckley. That's what apparently it's like at the strippers. I'm not into that, but. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick of the gold passes to players who don't deserve it, and I'm sick of the way that Port Adelaide isn't Port Adelaide anymore. It went from being, you know, we exist in premierships to now adding in some other rubbish at the end of it, you know, to make our community proud. We, we changed our we changed our motto as a club, and now we've moved away from being the tough decision makers that once made us, you know, pretty strong club in the in the Sandful to just a, just a so-run AFL club that's happy to just middle table it every year. It's just, it's just beyond me. You know, if you said at the start of last year after the trade period, you guys picked up Watts, yep. um, Motlop and Rockcliffe, and yep. Essendon picked up Saad, Stringer and Smith. Now, if you yep. looked at the three and you said, oh, who, who came out better in that deal and who would be yep. in a better position... You, you probably go the upside would have been more with your mob. Mm. You would have thought, especially Definitely. with Rock, Rockcliffe, multiple best and fairest winner. Motlop yep. can do anything when he's on, and Watts probably just needed a fresh, you know, a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, they've been very underwhelming throughout the entire yep. year. It's very. Where the flip sides happened with Essendon, uh, Devin Smith's yep. been amazing for Essendon. Sard's mm-hmm. been um, more than serviceable. And Stringer's last month of football was like, where's that been for the first portion yeah, Stringer, of the year? I know, I know there's been... 20, 20, 2016 Stringer, back it, almost. It was. Like, you, yeah. even though he's got, you know, arguably the worst tattoo ever to play AFL football, <laughs> that monstrosity on his chest. Besides that head, he has to look, into that, he has to look at that chest every time he gets out of the shower. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's I, I genuinely thought that you were going to be top four because you had the mm. likes of Wingard, Wines, Boak, um, yeah. Westhoff, 
Um, throw some out. Robbie Gray. Like, you, you haven't got duds there. And no, I, think, got I think you're yeah. just, I think you're, you're, you're underwhelming. And I, I feel your pain. I do feel your yep. pain. And Port well, Adelaide supporters, tell me, if you're feeling your pain, let us know about it. It's just going to come to the point where people won't turn up to games anymore. Like, it'll be almost back to the tarps. The tarps are coming back. Like, I told you, don't get rid of the tarps. The ATM, the ATM people. tarps are coming back. Food bank, ATM. Aussie ATM are going to be our sponsors again. <laughs> oh, they're coming back. The tarps are coming back. All right. Yep. But, anyway, um, so I've come up, I've come up, my, I've come up my, my long run. Yeah, but look, I, I, look, it was a bit of a full length, but out of respect, I'm just batting it straight back to you. Very good. Thanks, Peps. That's all right. Hey, um, West Coast, do you rate them? Um, uh, yes, I do. I don't think you get to second without a good reason to be there. It's hard, so, isn't it? It's a hard one. It's funny. Because they shouldn't have beat us, but they did. But that's what they do. That's what good teams do. I think that's the thing. Is that They are a good team. We do, you know, the D's play them this week. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty confident going over. Yep. Especially if, um, what's his name doesn't play? Good old uh, Josh Kennedy. Which one? Yeah. The, one anyway, that Car- the one that Carlton didn't want. He's, he's not out playing. for a season, isn't he? Yeah, he's out. So it's going to make it a bit easier for us. I think we're like, but you just don't know. Essendon went yeah. over there and beat them. Yep. Okay. So they are beatable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've just got a lot. They've just got a lot through the middle at the moment. And if you have a look at, and if you have a look at some of their players, there are mm. some, there are some Franklin's no names in this model. Yeah. You know, Venables, yeah. Cole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although I say Lyson, he's been picking himself up. Um, oh, Yo, he's a bit of a no name. Uh, Ryan, you know, Sheets <laughs> get playing some decent football. They're, yeah. just, they're just playing good football, and you know, Adam. But twelve months ago, they were sitting yeah. virtually second last. Yeah. So something's happened, whether it's been the Sam Mitchell factor, I don't know, but they're doing all the right things. And I think having that bigger ground is making it easier for them when they come over to uh, the Eastern Seaboard to have those victories. They've had some good success at the MCG this year. They've also beaten teams on the road. Yeah. They're not yep. going to be the, yep. they're not going to be the easy beats that a lot of people have thought West Coast are going to be. And no. If if I decide say Richmond, Richmond West Coast Grand Final, if they do finish second, or it's going to be a Richmond GWS. Yeah. I well, think if that's they get, the way I look, yeah. If they get the finals, I think Kennedy will come back probably first or second week of the final. Oh, sorry, actually get the week off, don't they now? Yeah. So Kennedy may come back probably first, second week of the finals if they get that far. And if they don't have to travel, it's going to make a massive difference. Huge difference. And, and they can play, as, you, as, as we've said, I think a few times now, having that bigger ground, they can play the MCG now. Hey, quick question for you. Yeah. If you're playing for St Kilda right now, would you ask for a trade? <laughs> Did the oh they shut up shop didn't they in the second quarter? Jeez, I think um, I, I I don't I think they're in a similar situation to probably a Porter. I think they've got a coach there that's not really taken them anywhere. Um, but then they got the backing on Friday night. I heard from the president that uh, Alan has got their support. Alan Richardson's got their support. So, geez, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Uh, I've I've got a few friends of mine who've uh, listened to Lace Out. Uh, good old Christy Lee Osborne. We've also got the uh, the Butterworths and also the Carusos. Three just uh, avid and, and big stone cold Austin Shravis who love yep. listening to Lace Out and they're, they're really passionate St Kilda supporters. Uh, oh, and big Tommy Crawford, the old toilet clogger himself. 
uh, he um they, they would hate you saying that. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> they'd be they'd be slitting their wrist right now. They yeah. would be slitting their wrists based on yeah. the way that they're performing. You know, they they were looking at being uh, on a similar path to what Melbourne were, and they've yeah. kind of gone completely the opposite way. How yeah. the fa- how they beat us? I've got no idea. A couple of weeks ago, I've got no yeah. idea, and that's what hurts even more when you see what they did against. Um, Essendon on Friday night. They went down uh, 18 goals, 14, 122 to 11 goals, 13, 79. They got mm-hmm. smashed. Yep, second quarter especially. Second it's almost quarter. like watching second yeah. quarter. They went from they went from um, they got five goals kicked on them and they just stopped. They just literally stopped playing after the second quarter. What? What? And I don't see any hope for them. So who's their shining light? Like, who, who makes you stand out and go, mate, he's the heart and soul of St Kilda right now? Some of the Jacks. Which one? Jack Sinclair. <laughs> are, you, are you just picking names out of a hat at the moment? <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, 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 what about Jack Billings? Well, yeah, Jack Billings, Jack Steele. What's wrong with those guys? Uh, Jack Stevens. Yeah, David Armitage. Uh, yeah, oh, might as well call him Jack Armitage. How about, um, you know who they Ross. Yeah. Zeb Ross. Yeah, do you know they've who they got, need? They've, got a, they've got a few. They need Jack Daniels back. <laughs> they need him back. Uh, I thought you I were reckon, going to I reckon, I reckon if I walked down the street and a St Kilda player came my way, except for Carlisle and Paddy McCartan, yeah. Paddy McCartan's a big unit, he'd probably be wearing a helmet walking down the street just, just in case. And yeah. you'd know Carlisle because he'd have you know, a white nose. Um, <laughs> outside of that, I'm Tim memory because he looks like he got um, attacked by a, crayola, a box of Crayola crayons. I wouldn't know. Well, Tim memory. Tim memory would also probably have a wonky, a wonky left leg or something as well because he can't kick straight. No, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat at the moment, could he? <laughs> but they're they're shocking. Like, they don't stand for anything. Yeah. Um, no. And I know, you know, it is a real ballsy call to yeah. to back him in. On the flip side, if you're an Eston supporter. Which, you know, mm. if you are, thank you for listening to the podcast, but I hate your team. You would be just sitting going, what a wasted season. Yep. Because they, have been, they have been playing some sexy football the last few weeks. And look, um, using the old quote, they are a mathematical chance to make the, the eight. Don't think they will because their first half of their season threw it away. Yep. Yep. But it's but getting uh, better better than Arazio signed on for them. Uh, good on them, Arazio. Yeah, good on them. How long for? Uh, well, I'd say probably a probably a four year deal, wouldn't it? I, I've, I don't know exactly, but he'd be yeah. young enough to, to get a four year deal. Yeah, okay. I reckon. Yeah, so he signed up, which is great for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they've definitely got a bright future. I think they'll attack the the trading season again. Yeah, uh, yeah. A mate of mine, uh, Richard Little, he uh, is part of the Essendon. In a sanctum, uh, and he was yep. pretty bullish about their um, drafting when I spoke to him at the start of the year. So it'd be interesting to have yeah. a chat to him because we usually catch up around Christmas to sort of think. I didn't give any secrets away because obviously draft, uh, draft and trading time's done by then. But just the thoughts and yep. theories about what about this guy, what about that guy, and just what goes around it. It was pretty interesting to sort of see that. You know, they mentioned a couple of names. I think it might have been Devin Smith that they mentioned a couple of times, and yeah, then someone came back a couple of weeks later and said, "Hey, what do we ever do about him?" And it was like, well, yep. go and get him. He's still available. Does he still want to come in? It's been a master mm. stroke. He's, all, he's going to be an All-Australian for him this year. He has been yep. sensational. Makes you want to watch yep. the footy. Does matter yep. what want to make you watch the footy. Um, yep. One thing outside of that, though, was 
Um, good old Nathan Brown's bump on Adam's Yeah, side. yeah. What do you think? Is, was, it, is it worth it? Is it worth three weeks? Well, for people who don't know, he got three weeks from the tribunal today. Yeah. The, the, I don't know if it's worth okay. it. It, it, it. That is a bit of a, um, a lip licker, that one. As mm. you sit back and think. Yeah. Saad's going to probably play this week. Yeah. Okay. So there's one thing. The other thing that I look at is he did pick him off. Like he was a good second late after he disposed of the ball. He deliberately took what, him out. Was he, but was he, he was, yeah. Mm, yeah. And, okay. and, you know, they say um, if you elect to bump, you suffer the consequences. He didn't actually even hit him in the head. It was the no, witness effect. Yep. AFL don't care. You know, they, they, they're like the Keno ball, the Keno guy. They just throw all the judiciaries into a barrel. They roll it around. They pick a number out and go, that's how many weeks. Nothing makes sense. He gets just, three I, weeks for that. Tommy yeah, Mitchell yeah. elbows Goldstein in the head and gets a reprimand. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I would have probably have gone two. Yeah. I think two would have been a bit better. Three. Well, how do you stop it though? Like I get, I get when they say when you tackle someone and their head smacks the ground, you've got responsibility when you're tackling on them. But when you're bumping someone, how do you have responsibility for any actions out of that other than high contact, which it wasn't. It was just a bump to the shoulder. Yeah, I think the game is so regulated these days oh, that you, you can't. It? Yeah, and look, he, he was he was fine by the end of the day. He was upset with his teammates on the bench, mm. but it's so regulated at the moment. You you can't blow your nose without getting weeks. No, and and that's that's the frustrating thing is is that you know if you speak to any of the players, you listen to them on the radio, listen to them on other podcasts, they all saying it's frustrating because one week we look like we can do something and the next week we've got no idea what we can and can't do. It's just not yeah. clear. And if we're the players out there, you know, putting on this spectacle every week and we don't know, yeah. how is Joe Blow supporter in the stands going to have any idea? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's what happens is that when you try and implement too many rules, yeah, the little things are going to slip through the cracks and then there's no, there's no, it's either black or white. There's no gray. Yeah. Yet the way that they're managing it, it's like, well, it can be gray this week, but it can be maybe dark black the week later, or it could be a very light white the week after that. You just don't, you just don't know which way they're going to attack it. Ow. It's hard though, isn't it? Because they tried to do that point system where they tried to explain it to us and with a point system and how it worked, but then that ended up just being kerfuddled as well. Yeah. So. I think it's, and it's, you probably get 80% of the time it's right. Yeah, but there's that twenty percent that are so borderline. I yeah. think one of the, the biggest issues that they have is that they slow it down. I think they have to watch it in. I, I don't think they should be able to slow it down frame by frame by frame. Because I completely agree with you. You completely don't play. Agree. You don't play football frame by frame by frame. Nope. Nope. Exactly. I completely agree. So that's probably one thing. But no, that that wouldn't. That'd be too hard for them to try and work out. Yep. Yep. Um. Anything on Goddard yet? Has he come out and said what he's doing next year? Uh, yes, uh, Pre- he's going to be a yeah, he's going to be a quality control officer at Parker's Pretzels. <laughs> that's all. Oh, good. That, that that that's a good. Um, I don't know. Is it more finger wavering around? No, he's a. Maybe maybe he'd be more of like a mid level manager at the pretzel company. Oh, you like tell, tell him to get stuffed, wouldn't you? Really, he just looks like. He's getting that many cheap kicks out at the back at the moment. He's just padding, he's just padding up his super coach team. I love it. Oh, I love it. No, oh, just 
don't have a time. I just don't have any time. Right. But you know what? I do? Game? Nah, stuff that game. I want to talk about the game that happened on the weekend after that. Hawks and Cats. Yep. Wah, wah, we were, in the words of my friend Borat. Uh, mm-hmm. Hawks won 10 goals, 11.71 to 8 goals, 12.60. Geelong, yep. they just they love coming home with a wet sail, don't they? Look, it was tight. I was, I, was at, I was at that game. It was tight. You went to that game, did you? I did. <laughs> just nothing better to do? With a couple of the boys. Yeah, it was oh. great. Thoughts, feelings? Tell me about it. Uh, it was, it was, it was a, I don't care where these teams are and where with their lists. These games are always a cracking game any time of the season and it lived up to it, lived up to it again. Yep. Um, Hawks, I thought had it won easily, you know, pack it in. She's done. But yeah, she said the cats come home hard. Um, G Ablett. Yep. What did you think of his game? In terms of just dominance around the ground. <laughs> he, 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 he was vintage. He was vintage. Oh, and you know what? I really feel sorry for the bloke. Because if, somebody, if that guy's name was, I don't know, Alex Neil Bullen, and yep. he had the type of game, they'd be saying it was a breakout game, awesome game, slot him in for the three votes. Yep. Gee, Ablett has it. And it's like, mm, yeah, you know, played well, but his, his defensive side of the game wasn't there. Yeah, he's just—he's he, played at such a high level for so long. If only you had a trumpet, Peps, this week. We've finally got someone who has beaten Tom Mitchell in the stats. Oh, ha, ha. actually, no. You know, you know, those angels from like the Herald, you know, all those things. They, they, actually, did it. they actually drew, by the way. They both had oh, thirty-two. Well, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. But Dangerfield had forty. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, Dave Jaffeel had 40. Yep. Because, well, I'm to give it to Ablett because they won more tackle. And I think in the midfield, a tackle is really important. So, well, he did have He did have And eight. he kicked three goals. Yep. 152 dream team points. He kicked three. Yep. And that's the main thing. He kicked three goals. Mm. Mwah. Beautiful. Yep. Bravo, uh, Gary Ablett, for that game. Exactly. Um, if you his, head, like- his, head, his head, his head was lit like the light off his head on saturday in that sunshine it was glorious it was shiny had, wasn't it he had he shiny. had that caruba wax yeah just perfect do you, do you reckon do you reckon that he gets his beard done at the same place Aka used to get his done it oh no because there's no tinge of like that bloody shitty orangey blonde stuff he gets put through it yeah it just doesn't look right when a bald guy has a beard no it's just like no. you're going from a beach into a forest without any road. In there. <laughs> it just doesn't look right. I'm sorry. Not we, at all. Um, yeah, I've never actually seen with a beard. So that, what about you with a beard? Me? Oh, yeah. se- sexual Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. Well, you and I will be having beards. I mean, we will be bald and beard soon. Uh, speak for yourself. Um, well, true. No, don't worry. The, the, uh, don't worry. The, the solar panels are starting to get a little bit we, bigger on the forehead. Yeah. We rock some serious... Uh, solar panels, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Stress, Rock- stress. stress, stress team. You know what it is? It's, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't see many bald Richmond supporters. No. Um, I don't see many bald Collingwood ones. Well, they've got no teeth. But besides <laughs> that, like, you know, yeah. There's just too much stress. Too much stress. Um, Anything about this game that's particular stood out to you? I think you just said it all. It was just a contest. Yeah. It was just a contest. It was just a contest. And I think that's the most important thing 
that um, from a contest perspective, that's what you yep. want. You just know that, you know, when Carlton and St Kilda turn up, you know it's going to be shit. <laughs> With these two, it could be played in the middle of a hurricane, yeah. in the middle of the night, and you'd still go out to watch it because you know it's going to be a quality, quality yep. contest. Yep, and they probably had a chance to win it because they did kick uh, four behinds in the last quarter and kick um, three off. What was it? Three goals. Yeah. So they probably could have. They probably could have won it if they actually kicked a bit straighter. Yeah, but the cats. Every team says that. Oh, we could have won if we kicked straighter. We we get that. But I think with the yeah, cats no. perspective, um, they, they've got you know this week they've got uh, Fremantle at home. Mm. And the week after that, they've got a tough one to finish off the season, which is Gold Coast. Yeah, I think they're in, aren't they? So they're in. So it's either going to be my team or your team that's going to fall out. And if we have a look at the, you know, the remaining games, and we'll get into that towards the end, you've got Collingwood at the G. Um, yep. So that's either going to be um, uh, happiness for one or divorce for the other in your family. Yep, yep in my family. And then the week after that, you've got Port... Yeah, sorry, you've got, Essendon. you've got Port and Essendon. Yeah, we're stuffed. You could be stuffed. You could yep. be stuffed. Yep. Um, yep. We just don't know what's going to happen. We just don't no. know what's going to happen. No. That's uh, exciting times. We love football. We love and football. We do. You know who doesn't love football at this precise moment? Would be the Gold Coast <laughs> Suns. They did a few weeks ago. But uh, just going down at Metricon Stadium by the tune of a lovely 74 points. 19 goals, 11, 125 to 7 goals, 9, 51. Yep. Uh, do you reckon Stewie Jew would um, just go home, like, and this would be the perfect weekend just to throw on that second quarter of the 2008 AFL uh, Grand Final and just watch the, the greatest seven and a half minutes of football anyone's ever played? The ultimate Rezies game. Yep. Absolutely. And you would just sit there and just go, this is what football's all about, not what I had to sit yep. through for the last 21 weeks. Well, what is what what is so scary for this for the rest of the teams playing in the grand final in the finals? Because let's face it, our teams won't much. Um, Richmond are only getting better. They're getting their stars back, and they're only getting better coming into the finals. That's terrifying. It's terrifying, but I reckon they are so far ahead. They are so far ahead, but I think it's actually terrifying for them. And here's oh, why. Really? Yep. Here's why. They haven't been challenged, and I don't mean by other teams. I'm talking yep. from an internal perspective. I'm yeah. going to go through some names here. Rewalt. Sure. Yep. Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rance. Yeah. I'll even throw in... Oh, did I say Cochin yet? Nope. No, you haven't said Cochin. And I'll throw in probably Grimes as well. So there's five players. Now, yep. I think those five players have missed a maximum of three games over the last two years. Yeah. So they've got their full complement. And so they haven't really been tested from a personnel perspective. You can replace your little forwardy guys and you can replace your little back, back, um, back, uh, back line players and a few through the middle. Yep. But they haven't had one of their big guns go down yet. You know, if you have a look at all the other teams... Two to nine at the mo- two to eight at the moment. They've all had big people go down. Yeah, they haven't had anyone. Yeah, how but how that's... good a Richmond? But how good a Richmond going to be? Let's let's just say if mm, okay. they lose a Rance, Rance and Rebolt. Yeah, 
are they still as dominant as they are? I don't think so. Uh, no, pro- probably not. But at the same time, the other clubs have had good runs, like a Sydney in the early in the early two thousands. They didn't have an injury for like three or four years as well. Like to win premierships, you need like winning premierships is not an easy thing in this league. Uh, making finals is not an easy thing in this league. No, exactly right. Yeah. So the fact that they've had this luck with uh, with with their injuries yep. make hay while the sun shines, as they say. Oh yeah, and let the, let that hay grow. <laughs> I hope they win. I hope. I, I actually hope they win it. Yeah. But I hope they lose it because yeah. If you know any Richmond supporters out there at the moment, they are walking around like they've already won it. Yeah. And I don't know the last time a grand final was won in August. Don't think there has yeah. been one. <laughs> It'd be interesting. And not many favourites in the last 20 years, I think, have actually won on grand final day. There's not too many of them in terms of raging favourites. And they're a raging favourite regardless of who they play. Yeah. So the pressure is all on them. And last year was a little bit different because they hadn't actually achieved anything. But they've been so yeah. far ahead of anyone this year. You just don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Now, mind you, did you hear Damien Harwick's call... Um, or his statement in his press conference on the weekend about Jack Rewalt? About the individual? Yep. Yep. Yep, it was a great individual day for Jack, yeah. Yeah, but we don't want one player kicking 10 goals all that often. We'd like to share it around. Um, Excuse me, I would love for someone to kick 10 goals in a game because it's 10 goals. Last time I checked, you don't get bonus points for having the most goal kickers. It was yep. one of the stupidest things. If you speak to anyone, they're like, oh, it's sort of team game. Screw that. If a guy's in a position to kick 15, you give it to him. Yeah. I don't know what goes through you know, this whole selfless, selfless. He's so selfless as it is. Mate, it was great yep. to see someone kick a bag for a change. God yep. almighty. And as soon as someone does something completely out of the ordinary, we want to strip it back. No, don't do that. Don't do that mm-hmm. again. No, we've got to share it around. We've got to have three people to kick three rather than one guy kick 10. Yeah. Grass, Christ almighty. <laughs> And it spiced up the old uh, the old goal kicking competition again. Oh, wasn't it good to see? Crusty's oh, still in front, isn't he? No, I think no? Jack is. Well, Jack? they're equal. They're equal, are they? Yeah, because Crusty had a couple of uh, a couple of uh, dodgy weeks. Yep. And then Jack just puts ah. on a ten goal. And then Jack puts in a ten goal performance. Exactly right. So Benny Benny Brown and Rewalt are sitting on the same. Yeah. And then then they've got six to Buddy. Buddy's not going to make that up. No, a couple of weeks. Wow, that's exciting stuff, isn't it? That is exciting just to see that finally we're going to have... And you know what? Hopefully they break the magical um, 65 figure for the year. Oh, it's a, oh, what, it's a what, big what number, achievement. isn't it? That's a big number. 65. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, excuse me. I wonder, if, I wonder if, you know, the kids and generations that come will ever get to see a 100-season goal again. Yeah, they've got YouTube. <laughs> put on Jason Dunstall's greatest hits or put on Gary Ablett Sr.'s greatest hits. That's I'm the only way. How oh, about Buddy Fed? Poor oh, form, Alistair Clarkson. That was shit. That was poor darts. Poor darts at its finest. But you know what, Richmond? They are, they are looking unbeatable. Like I said, I don't think anyone's going to beat them. Gold Coast, give them a priority pick. I'll say it now. Give them a priority pick. No. Fold no, them. No. Huh? Fold, fold them? them? No, they're not going to fold them. What, send them to Tasmania? No. I just don't know. It's just... No, nah, I don't know. You got to, you got to go. They've lost so many players over the last few years, and we're May's not talking. Gone. Is, is, May, is May gone as well? Now you think he is? It's, uh, you'd almost shut up shop, wouldn't you? If he left, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. 
I haven't heard anything, but you'd almost shut up shop if he decides to pull the pin. Yeah. And, 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 May and, to lose yeah. myself. It, it would be a shame to see him go. It would be a shame to see him go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just If know, he goes, would you shut up shop then? Oh, jeez. Yeah. You know, they're saying it's the state of the game at the moment. I don't think it's the state of the game. I think it's just the state of the clubs. You know, oh, oh, like, as in like Gold Coast clubs? And he, yeah, and he, oh, gold, oh, gold Coast, St Kilda, yeah. Carlton. You'd almost give them all priority picks. Actually, I wouldn't give Carlton one because they've got a bit of a spine. If Melbourne couldn't get one over the last few years, I don't think Carlton do. But St Kilda, they're, they're, they're shite. Gold Coast is shite. You'd, you'd all give them one. Get, you know, I don't think too many clubs would be, you know, if it was at the end of the first round, I wouldn't have an issue oh, with that. Yeah. No, no, no. That. Not after their first pick, no way. But at the end of the first round, if it's going to get these clubs back on track a lot quicker, because it's it's going to make a bit of a difference, but it's not going to it's it's not going to you know might win the battle, but it's not going to win the war for them. It's just one piece yeah. of the puzzle. Um, yeah, they're in some uh, they're in some difficult times at the moment. Gold Coast. Yeah. Um. So deep, we might move on from that. We're spoken about your mob, Collingwood, and Brisbane. At one stage, I thought uh, Brisbane were going to take this out. At one stage, yeah. they were looking good, uh, and then half time happened. Wow. Yeah. And, Even three-quarter time happened. Uh, well, three-quarter time, there was only three goals in it at that particular moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Collingwood have taken it out. 14 goals, 20. That's some ugly kicking. I thought Melbourne's was worse. That's pretty ugly. Yeah. 104 to yeah. 11 goals, 773. Yeah. Uh, Collingwood had to win. They did so. Uh-huh. Dugowie. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. He's a gun. Yeah. He, he think... is a gun. I can't recall a game. Has Collingwood... um. I wonder how many point, how many times Collingwood scored over a hundred points this season. It must be pretty amazingly high because they are. They always seem to be kicking those those sort of numbers. They they well they have been kicking decent scores all year, haven't they? Yeah, they um, have been. And that's that's a that's a sign of a good structure, a good forward structure. Um, transition from from backline to midfield to um, up to your forwards, which is brilliant. Well, that's what you want. But they but you know last year wasn't there. They never had that last year. Remember that yeah. I was always talking about oh they've got to get they've got to get some consistency get some they they couldn't yeah. at all last year uh, but yeah. for this year they they certainly are even at the first half of the year um, they didn't have that high scoring potency yeah but they started it looks like they've picked it up over the last number of number of weeks I'd have to say um, yeah I'm looking well, got- I, I would I would be confident to say that they've had five. I'm just counting as we speak, just to sort of work it out. Six, yeah, um, seven, up to round thirteen. They've already had seven. Yeah, they had a buy, so they're not getting that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because Brody Majerchek and and Jordan Ngoi again up in that forward line for them is just working brilliantly. Jordan Ngoi had his four goals and Coxie there as well. But I mean, like having having Majerchek who. Um, He's a fantastic lead and mark. He's really good above his head. Um, strong marker. Uh, having him kick his three goals and Dugowie, who's there to sort of crumb up anything and, and snap snap willingly left or right side of his body. Amazing. Yeah. I think it's not, the number's about nine. So I think they've had nine. Nine? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. And that's not including a 99. Okay. I think right. what the difference is between Collingwood and my mob and your mob is yeah. that, like, I know Melbourne would have had more than that. Over the course of the yep. year, I think we're the second highest scoring or we're the highest scoring team in the league. Okay. Best percentage. 
But what yeah. they're doing is, is they're winning the close games where we're not. Yeah, That's yeah, and our mob, our mob just doesn't kick goals. Like it's just that no. that defense rubbish just keeps teams close, like they did for West Coast and other losses for the year. The best pressure you can put on anyone is scoreboard pressure, and I don't understand Absolutely. why they keep going back to uh, defense crap. Defense crap. Yeah, I think yep. um, I think Malcolm Blight said it best. Uh, it was on the lines of, I don't think there's ever been a game where the person who hasn't scored the most has lost. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do we defend so much? It doesn't, yep. matter if, it doesn't matter if they kick 20 goals. You kick 21. You're still going to win. Yep. They just yep. go out all out attack and you're yep. going to win. And that's how football used yep. to be played. But then the whole defensive mindset came in. Yep. Um, but once again, I'll say it from Brisbane's perspective. They've got a great nucleus up there. If you think about, you know, a couple of years ago and everybody was leaving that place. Mm. Fags came in and it's made a massive difference. And I, I, yep. I'm really, I'm, I've got a... And mind you, have you seen some of the crowds at the Brisbane games this year? They've been getting good crowds as well. Have they? They've okay. been getting some really good numbers in there as well. So That's if cool. they can finish off the year with a couple of decent uh, results, yeah, it's just going to put them in, um, put them in for good stead, set them up for a good preseason. I think Hodgie's been amazing for them up there. Um, yeah. If Harris Andrews didn't uh, decide to put his head through Jeremy Cameron's elbow, he'd be all Australian this year. Yeah, um, they've got. So they've got Gold Coast this week, the Battle of the Bridge, which they should win. Yes. And yep. going into the last round, they've got West Coast at the Gabba, which is not going to be an easy one for West Coast because Brisbane will want to finish off on a high. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. But they're, they're doing everything that they need to do, Brisbane. Um, well, West Coast, well, West Coast can't lose second place anymore, can they? So they could, they could rest a couple of stars going into that. You know, I mean... When you say rest, I mean injury concerns. <laughs> yes, yes, they can. Yes, they can. There's only, there's only. Oh, actually, they can. They can drop down as far as West Coast sixth. Yeah, can they really? I yeah. thought they tied up second place. So they're 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 on sixty points. If GWS win their next two, yeah, that's going to put them to sixty two points, which is going to put them above West Coast. Fourth will yeah. win their next two. There's only two percent difference, and they'll make that up in the wins. Yeah, well, Collingwood are on fifty-two and Sydney are on fifty-two. So if all those teams win, and, I, and look, regardless if they play each other, because I haven't gone that far, yeah, West Coast could drop from second, guaranteed second, where they've been sitting for most of the year, and drop all the way down to sixth. Yeah, they'd still get a home final, but an elimination final. Yeah. Oh, okay. stranger things have happened in football, as we know, my friend. Yes, we do. Uh, um, uh, look, GWS and Adelaide. Hey, good game. Hundred and six to ninety-two, fourteen-point win. Yeah. Two GWS, 15 goals, 16 to 13 goals, 14. Um, yep. The Taylor Walker tackle on Kelly. Yeah. That's stiff. Like, I know, he, he, he let him go, didn't he? I thought he let him go before he slung him into the ground. Oh, once again, I reckon that they've played it in slow-mo and everything looks worse in slow-mo. Yeah. It's like they say, you know, television adds 10 kilos. Everything's <laughs> worse in slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just frustrating. The, the GWS, they're just, they're just ticking along nicely, but unfortunately, they get injuries again. Yeah. Just more injuries. Page. Yep. But they're going to have a few come back. Um, it was good to see Jeremy Cameron back. I know that uh, he just had a, a casual two goals, one over the weekend. Uh, the good old, uh, the, flying Dutch, the flying Dutchman, Harry Himmelberg. <laughs> another two. Yeah. Oh, another, he kicked four in the grand final. He kicked four in the preliminary final last year, which I didn't realise. He's yep. um, just ticking along nicely. They're going to get uh, Tom Scully back in a few weeks' time. I think Toby Green's yep. going to be a big miss for them. Like, he is yep. that X factor that they really need. 
Is he back at all this season or is he, is he done? Mm, I think it's going to be, if they make final when they make finals, but he, I don't think it'll be first week. It might be second week. Yeah. But yeah. he's just having injury flare-ups. He's a bit like Jamie Elliott from Collingwood. Just when you think he's ready to go, it, you know, something happens. Yeah. Can I say I'm legit surprised that Matt Dubois is still on the GWS team, on, on, on their squad? Yeah. I just, did not, I just did not know. <laughs> I did not know that guy was even still on an AFL list. So, well done, Matt Dubois. You're like... You're like Secret spy on of the AFL. Oh, no, he he's got the same set of photos that yeah. Alex Bullen does. <laughs> I'm convinced every club has a player who's got photos. Oh, They've got one. Port Adelaide would have one, wouldn't they? Just yeah, the we would have one. Just the Westoff's yeah. got photos. <laughs> West got photos. Yeah. Every club's yeah, got one. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I'm just surprised he's on the list. I just when I saw that when he got when I saw he was a late admission. I was like, I didn't even know you were playing anymore. Well, he's been playing some all right football too. Yeah. This year. Anyway. Now, yeah, well, moving um, on. Much to say about this one here about GWS and Adelaide other than the tackle. Nah. Adelaide officially done. Yeah. Put a fork They're in. Finished. Under, underwhelming again. Considering this yeah. team when it played the grand final last year. Yeah. Very underwhelming. Yep. Apparently Very there's underwhelming. fights everywhere at moment Adelaide. Bets once out. Um... Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I will take him. You'll take he him? Play, he can play with Jeffrey Garlett and they can just kill it. <laughs> yep, I love it. I love Eddie. I love Eddie. He can't oh, act for shit in those Google ads, but footballer, gun. <laughs> gun. Um, now, right, we've got two more, games to, two more games to finish off. Uh, yeah. You want to start with the crap one or you want to finish with the awesome one? Uh, let's start with the, let, let, let's go to the crap one. Let's, let's go crap finish on a high. Okay. So the Fremantle Shockers against the Colorship Blues. Yep. Uh, 29 point win to the Dockers, 15 goals, yep. 11 to 10 goals, 12. An interesting fact is that Brad Lloyd, who was the, I think the list manager for Fremantle, looks like he's going to be over, moving over as the head of football into Carlton. Um, yep. And the great jumper is apparently too offensive. Pardon? Oh. And the great jumper is too offensive now. That's disgusting. It is a shit jumper. <laughs> what are they thinking? And those, little, and those little sweat patchy things they have on their asses? The little, I, think I, talk, I think I asked you about them. What are these things? The little I've, dots. Yep. So I've got a feel. I've got I reckon they're chamois. So if their, hands get, if their hands get like moist, they can just dry yeah. their hands so they can grip the ball. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Uh, but I might even see Brad Lloyd at our 25-year uh, St. Bernard's 1993 class reunion on Friday night. Um, oh, okay. Maybe try and see if he can be a guest as a, uh, a guest interviewee on Lay South. That'd be fascinating to hear his football story from Williamstown to Hawthorne to manager. Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome to catch up with Lloyd. He had a bit of a chat. Um, yeah. See, you know, his future direction. I know, well, mind you, it was St. Bernard's and we did have quite a few from the Italian community there. Um, so I reckon there's going to be, it could be a good number there and I reckon there'd be about 30 to 40 Carlton supporters badgering him. On Friday night. Yep. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, they look, they're... I don't think Carlton... Uh, Carlton are bad, but they're not as bad as St Kilda. Because they've got hope. They've got Cripps. They've got Kernos. Um, they've got Kate Sipson, who's still running around. Uh, he's he's yep. OLT 44. Yep. And they were winning the game until uh, half-time. Yep. And then they almost said, okay, we've done ours. And yeah, Fremantle came out and kicked ten, uh, kicked seven in that third quarter, <laughs> yeah. and just put everything, put everything away. Hey, Ken McCarthy, 
kicked three goals, yeah. one had seven marks. It was almost the game that he needed to have, but it was yeah, against Carlton. For a while. Yeah, yep. it was against it's against Carlton. Kerno he's kicked his two goals too from a possession side of things. You know, you have a look at it. Yep. Cripps, another thirty. Cripps again. He'll get another B and F. Uh, yeah. But Dale Thomas had a good game, and I've got nothing against Daisy. Um, even though he, he had a head that needed regular panel beating and he just wanted to slap him when he played for Collingwood. But, um, yeah. you know, he's made a mint off moving over to Carlton and they're going to give him another year, they reckon. So good on him. Really? Yep. Remember last year how he said, look, we'll just go year by year then automatically give him me next year? Yeah. It looks like they're going to give him another year, which would be great because he's played some, you know, decent football this year. He hasn't been the yeah. worst. Yes. He hasn't been the worst on that list. Yep, and I that, do like some of these other guys getting into the best of the Carlton list as well, like Prochowski, Seaton. Mm, the hyphen. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good to see though, like, because um, we've always said that to us, Kerno, Murphy, uh, who else are we going to say? Cripps, and we're starting to see some different names in there now. Yeah, Even Loby was the best. Who? Loby? Yeah, remember Loby at the point of the Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And it needs to happen. It needs to happen. These teams need to flourish a little bit and they can yep. definitely do that. Um, like I said, I think, the, the, uh, funny enough, even though Brendan Bolton looks like a school kid at every press yep. conference and he loves yep. talking about his green shoots, I think he's got a, he wants to be a garden gnome. Yeah. Um, he sort of reminds me of Gollum a bit. If Gollum did a press oh, interview. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he reminds me of the Milky Bar kid. <laughs> Yeah. Or one of the kids yeah. who walked in the Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You know that scene where they first walk in? Yeah. yeah that's what he, he just lights up like a Christmas tree. It's like Christmas every day for him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, unfortunately, he gets a shit present every week. <laughs> Poor bloke. But they did yeah. beat Essendon. They did. Oh, that's the greatest, isn't it? That's the greatest. It is. It All right, is. Last game to finish this round off is probably one of the best games of the season, bar none. It was a cracker. Western Bulldogs, I don't know where they've pulled this from. They've come out a seven-point victor over North Melbourne. 13 goals, 14 to 12 goals, 13. Mm-hmm. It was, they were down by close to 30 points at one stage halfway through that second quarter. Yep. And they've come out and kicked eight in the third to yep. sneak in front, and then they've just taken it away. Yeah. That is... I, I actually... Thinking, I turned it off at half time thinking, no, I'm not turned it off, but I just I went away. I came back probably a little bit half an hour into the into the what's the name? And I'm like, hang on, what's happened here? They're leading now. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've got no idea where that came from at all. No. We were we were at the um we were at the MCG and oh, yeah. we went and grabbed a beer just behind the, yep. the goals at the city end. Yeah. We walked in and said, Oh, it's not not too close. And we came back and then they said the doggies are one. We're like, well, hold on a second. Yeah. It was close, but they were down. Yeah, but it was great. You have a look at the top four in terms of you know um, dream team points, etc. Hunter, mm-hmm. Caleb, mm-hmm. Daniel. Hunter's had forty-four. Daniel's had four. Caleb Daniel's had forty. That's nearly yep. half a footballer. So make that eighty. Pontipelli's <laughs> had thirty-five, and McRae's had forty. Yeah, that's a hundred and fifty-nine possessions between four blokes. Yeah, that is taking the piss. When was the yeah. last time you saw four blokes in a team get four? Or three blokes in a team get thirty. I mean, get forty. Well, no, no, unless you got four. Like Tom, unless you got three Tom Mitchells. Exactly right. It's no. not going to happen. Um, but even Benny Brown, he still kicked his four. Tory yep. Dixon, he's kicked his uh, three goals. One. The Bonds kicked two. Apparently, the Bonds. Bonte- a stud. He's a stud. He is a stud. 
He's so good. He is, he is good. And I reckon Melbourne <laughs> set his career up. Remember when he kicked that goal in the pocket against? The oh team? yeah. I reckon that was a start. I think yep. so. I think Melbourne should take some credit for that. What uh, was that? Was that was that a snap? Wasn't it? It was, oh, it was off the hand and snap. He, he, it was like it a was banana. It was a banana, wasn't it? Yeah, it was almost like. I think I said it last week. It was almost like playing Pac-Man and like the four ghosts coming at you at once and you're able to just get away. And then he yep. decided to slot one on his left, on his um, right foot, put it through the goal. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is a gun. Yeah. He is That's a gun. And look, North aren't going to make finals now based on that. But they've, they've exceeded their expectations, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. They've exceeded. And the doggies, look, you know, maybe that's the catalyst to get the ball rolling. I know it's yeah. another another wasted season, but yep. higher up on the ladder, look, there's there's the highest they can go is thirteenth. Mm-hmm. But you know, finish on finish on more wins than you had the year before. Yeah. What they have last yeah. year? Oh no, they didn't. They had eleven last year. Yeah, they finished with quite almost 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 equal record. It's almost going to yeah. be the same as last year. Yeah. So you know, North North have done well. The doggies have had a great win. It was a but it was just a, a belter of a game and. That's what I said, that the quality of the football probably over the last six to seven weeks has been really, really exciting because teams have to win. Yeah. You have yeah. to win. None of this, you know, defence, 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 and if we get across the line, there's always next week. There's no next week. Teams have to win. And it's been some exciting football. Unfortunately, you've got the ones down the bottom who are making the game look pretty crappy. So, Yeah, I'll and the good thing about Western Bulldogs is this, this, with this list here, because last year, you know, it was all about, about the Bulldogs hangover. Yeah. Where now they're one year later. So some of these players who just are not performing anymore at the level they were uh, two years ago, they can start to release them because their contracts are starting to come up. Yes. So they can actually start to cull some of that dead wood that they need to get rid of. So it's not the end of the world for the Bulldogs just yet. Oh, no. No, 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 no. And they'll release some uh, size in their salary cap as well. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Money talks and they'll, they'll get some people. They'll get some people across. It will definitely happen. And yep. I do have a bit of a soft spot for the teams. Big that was Big Nan's team, um, who's no longer. Oh, was it? The, yeah, Big the Nan. Dogs, loved, yeah, yeah, love the dogs. And my uncle's a doggy supporter. Auntie's a doggy supporter. So they grew up in Yarraville and Newport. So just down the down the tracks from the the Wit Noble. So that has a bit yeah. of a soft spot for us. So you know, you really want them want them back up as as soon as possible as well. Yep. Alrighty, um, we're on the home stretch. But as you know, before we kick into the last thing, one of the things we have to go through this week is. Um, the Great Pretender. And mm-hmm. um, let's roll the music. Oh, yes, I'm the Great Pretender. This week's Great Pretender. Um, it's not going to be hosted by myself. It's been hosted by my cohort, uh, Jamie Wallace, who has a Great Pretender that's very, very close to his heart. Jamie. This week's great pretender for mine is the Port Adelaide Football Club. Not the list, but the whole club is under my eye. <laughs> They're just pathetic. Yep. Yep. It, this this it's it's bad. Yeah. I think this I think presidents should be seen to be doing work but not heard. And your yep. president is the complete flip of that. Yep. He wants to be seen. Yep. Uh, and then when you're making yourself more than the club, that's yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think Ken's finding it easy. I don't think you've got the right assistance there. 
There need to be changes from the top. You can't keep doing the same thing time and time again and expecting a different result. And just the way that the lack of leadership in that last, you know, 25 seconds uh, for that ball to go down and having short people on tall people. I don't know what the hell Robbie Gray was doing down there. You should have had a couple. Well, you you and I skewered both our captains. I'm I'm skewering Travis Boak for not being a a leader and next year is going to give it up. And you're skewered, um, and you've skewered, um, what's her name? Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a successful podcast. Yeah, we've had a great podcast. Um, <laughs> I think, but we've got a, we've got an ear apparent as Jack yeah. Fine. Yours would have to be his best mate, Ollie Wines, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. So there's definitely going to be some changes from your end. I know there's going to be definitely some changes from mine. I think there might be a couple of assistants that might uh, change it up. But uh, just yep. for that perspective, Port Adelaide, you are this week's great pretender. Alrighty, home stretch, Jamie Wallace. That's it. Can you believe another week of? Lace Out has been completed. Um, just the listeners out there, remember, we are here every Tuesday night pumping out the single greatest non-AFL-endorsed podcast relating to the great game. Remember, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Podcast, Google Podcasts, a copious amounts, the Anchor Network. More importantly, head over to Twitter at CJPepper06. Dog, do you have a Twitter handle? I do, Jay Wallace 84 Let us know what you want to hear on the show. Let us know who you'd like to see us maybe try and sneak an interview with. More importantly, if you have a, a question for us. I can let you know that leading up to the finals, we're going to have a special finals edition with uh, myself, Jamie, and The Love Machine, all three of us going live uh, to talk about our thoughts on the first week of finals. And we're also going to do a bit of a recap of season 2018 for the people that didn't make it as well. But most importantly... Thank you very much for tuning in. Let us know your feedback. And as always, hey, J-Dog, how do you like your football? I like it. Laces out, peps. Ah, oh, so do I, big fella. Have a great week, everybody. See you next See week. See you, listeners. Bye.